Hello, and welcome to another Fire Up Chat. I am your host, Deborah Trapin of D11, and I am so excited for today's show. I cannot wait for you to meet this awesome young man. So his name is Morgan, Morgan Ingram, and he, I love his bio, he is a savvy sales development rep at Terminus. Okay, the first thing I think of when, Term when I hear Terminus is The Walking Dead, so I can't wait to hear about that. Oh, <laughs> where so Terminus is where he helps companies put their message in front of the right decision makers through account-based marketing. That sounds really rad. He's also, and this is how I really know Morgan, a motiva motivational speaker, and he helps people remove their negative thoughts to unlock their inner potential. And I have heard him do this. He stresses the importance of not making excuses in their lives. Morgan is knowledgeable in sales, public speaking, marketing, social media, branding, networking, and relationship building. Hello. Uh, when he's not working, though, Morgan loves watching sports, playing video games, of course, watching movies, and reading a massive amount of books, which, by the way, he's telling us that he is on task to read 300 books this year. Hello. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's up? Um, <laughs> got super excited to be here. Um, I'm always humbled to be invited and to bring value on any show. So, Deborah, thanks so much for allowing me to be here. So happy to have you. You know, let, why don't you tell the Fire Up community a little bit about yourself and, and what, you're, what you're up to right now and, and maybe clarify that you're not working working at Terminus and the Walking Dead. <laughs> That's probably not the best thing. So um, <laughs> it's definitely been a journey. So um, kind of touch base, me and Deborah met through Blab, which is no longer a platform. But through there, I kind of built my motivational self and kind of was trying to figure out like who I was and like what kind of value am I bringing to society. Um, through that, I've probably learned more about marketing and social media than I'll probably ever really learned because every day was just so much knowledge. I took so many notes. Um, so from that knowledge, I uh, was connecting with people in the Atlanta area and I got, I was fortunate enough to be, you know, get a job at a startup here out of Atlanta, Georgia, which is now uh, the fastest growing startup in Atlanta. And we just got voted the best places to work. So this is like, you know, super blessed. Um, just out of college, 23 years old. It's actually been a huge opportunity for me. Um, and so through that, um, I was, I did a lot of speeches. So the first quarter of this year, I did about probably Q1, Q2, I probably did about 20 speeches. Um, but that scaled down since then because I got really heavily involved uh, with my time at Terminus, which is not The Walking Dead. Um, and the reason why we're called Terminus is because that's the original capital of Georgia. It's called Terminus. So, and because uh, Walking Dead was filmed in Georgia, I guess they use Terminus as that kind of like that episode, but yeah. it's not a, it's not anything bad. You're, you're not getting killed. So <laughs> <laughs> we're only helping, we're only helping marketers. So um, I'm a sales development rep there. As uh, Deborah said, um, I just was promoted to team lead two weeks ago. So um, it's been crazy. And I've, and uh, my whole thing now has been really, I've been really focused on that because I felt like, you know, my faith and everything that I stand for has really told me to be there and give the most value possible. Um, and through that, I'm now able to, as I go into the end of this year in 2017, picking more up on my motivational speeches again and getting back in the game, um, just have not been able to do that with all the things that I've been doing. So that's kind of my background and uh, where I've been in my journey. 
I've just been really blessed to still provide value on a massive scale and also provide value with the awesome company. Awesome. So I recall you telling me that you talked a lot into like high school age kids. Is yeah. that still where you're yeah. focused or like where were those, those 20 gigs? Maybe we can find you some more with, with, uh, with this episode. What are you looking for? Definitely. Who do you want to talk to? High schools and colleges. I'm still there. Um, it just like, so my first, when I first started legitimately, like I'm going to go be a speaker, like how do I make this happen? So my first speech was like September, October of last year. So I was in school season. So I had speeches all the way through, I think, in 2016 from, from January to May. And then summer came. So in summer, I didn't do anything, to be honest, to be transparent. Like, I literally couldn't find anything because there was no school. So I was trying to figure that out. And I think that was a, that was a road bump that I faced. And I've, I've seen now, okay, I, I've figured out some things like, okay, this is what I need to do better. So now, you know, I'm able to understand what to do during that time of, period because I was kind of like rolling and I was getting a lot. So now I've reflected and be like, okay, what value do I need to bring for me right now? Um, it's all about providing value to high schools and to colleges and to tell them not only this message that I have that removing negative thoughts, unlock your inner potential, but to also tell them that there's other opportunities than just being a rapper, than just being an actor or to being a, a professional athlete. Like you can go in these spaces now, at least from, from Georgia, like you can go in the tech industry, you can go do this and still be considered a superstar because um, there's a lot of things that I've done that I'm considered now a superstar um, on that level and, and continue to grow every single day. So that's my message, still going to high school, still going to colleges and even middle schools, elementary schools. And that's still my focus. And that's something that I believe is super important because I remember when I didn't have the person who's my age. There was no person my age coming to school and helping me out. And that's still my number one mission. But I'm using where I'm at now to leverage that so more people will listen to what I have to say so that their lives can be better at the end of the day. I love that. I think that's so awesome. You know, and I think that that's a, that's a really cool niche, you know, talking into the immediate next generation, those that are going to be going into college and going into the workforce. I think that's a, you know, Inside, I love what you had to say about like there aren't just these few life paths. It's not just about being a celebrity, really. I mean, if you break it down, that's really what you're saying. It's not just about being a celebrity, and and you can be your own version of one if that's if you really do seek to make an impact. It doesn't need to be on the field or on the stage, though. So I think that's awesome. I'm sure that the kids are totally blessed by having you there. So what what do you think it was that gave you the push? to jump on the stage, to start speaking into to those kids? What, what was it? Um, I think the biggest thing for me that gave me the push was that I was mad. And so, like, what does that mean, right? Like, why is he angry? Like, he seems like a positive person. I'm mad and I was upset because I saw so many people on social media and I saw so many people that I would talk to and they weren't getting the value and they weren't getting the wisdom that they needed. So either I could stand by and be like, well, someone needs to step up and give those kids wisdom. Or I was like, I can just be the person to do that. So I'm just a person who just takes initiative. And if I see a problem, like I'm going to try to provide a solution to it. So that I just really went hard. I was like, I'm going to go in these schools and tell them what they need to hear. Because I know like two kids are going to be like, I really needed that. And they're actually going to be able to overcome their situation and actually be the person that they need to be. So I took that to heart. And that's why I still do what I do. Um, on the stage, through social media, and who I am as a person. 
I realized I had to restructure my entire life because like every single day I've realized that someone's looking, looking at me, someone's looking up to me, someone's inspired. And that not, that's not to be like, oh my, look at me. It's like, that's like who I'm becoming. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm only here to motivate people. And I've taken that role as in like, all right, that's, that's literally my purpose here. It's to motivate people. It's not even on the stage. It's off the stage. It's in my life. It's like, if I go to the gym, it's like through my Instagram, it's through all of that. So that's when I, I got angry because I was like, there's no one out here giving the kids the right value. Like there are people that they're looking up to who will never come to their school and who will never support them. Like if they met them in real life, they'd be like, get away from me. So I wanted to be the, the inspiration for the people that actually needed it and to bring value into their life. I love that. I think that's awesome. You know, I, I've heard you kind of talk about it in general, but I love to talk about success and I love to talk mm -hmm. about the different definitions because I think that we do live in a time on this planet where you, you really can be what you want to be. There are ways to get where you want to go. It's the most important thing, though, is actually defining what that is. Right. And I, I think that especially for, for younger people, but even anybody out there who hasn't gone through the process of saying, this is what success means to me. This is what success looks like to me. They, they have a hard time actually seeing their own wins. And so, of course, that's what begets the competitive, jealous, and even, you know, even kind of the negative envy that happens out there because people are watching the highlight reel, right, on Facebook or Instagram. Like, oh, right. those people are always in Paris and, oh, my gosh, I hate <laughs> them. You know, whatever it might be. So, so right. it sounds like you've probably got a really good idea of what success yeah. looks and feels like to you. So, what what is that? What does that look like to you? So, before I give you the answer, I want to I want to show you the process. The process is that I originally thought it was um, when I first got in college. My, I picked finance because I was like, I want to make a ton of money. Like, what major gives me the most money? That literally was my question freshman year. I was like, what major is going to be the most money? And they're like, finance. I was like, I'm picking finance, right? And that's like, <laughs> all right, like you're a smug kid, like picking the major that's going to give them the most money, right? So that was my definition of success because that's what I saw growing up. Like I went to private school. So I saw the cars. I saw the money. I saw the freedom. I saw my friend's houses. And I was like, holy crap, like I want to make as much money as possible because like this is awesome, right? And so I, I might, you know, love my parents, but like that wasn't my situation. So I was like, how am I going to get there? Money. Like, give me the most money right out of college. I want to crush it. So that was me. And then as I developed in college, I realized like, like, uh, I can't do that. Like, I don't actually enjoy this. So like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to actually live a fruitful life. So that's when I've taken a lot of personal development, listened to a lot of people, get the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Eric Thomases, you know, Inky Johnson, like Les Brown and Tony Robbins, like really being like, okay, like wh what actually makes me excited, right? And then taking a deeper dive, and I realized, like, what does success look like, right? So for some people, it could, like, be money, right? But that's not me anymore. It could be titles, like, I want to be the CEO so I can be CEO and, like, like ha, ha, I'm the CEO, get out my way. Or it could be, like, hey, I, I really, <laughs> I mean, really. Or, or I could be, like, hey, I want to be, you know, I want to have all these followers on Instagram so I feel like I'm loved, right? That's people's success. Or another success could be, like, you know, I'm going to love the Lord as much as I can. Or if you have a spiritual relation and that success to you is you can bring that value. Like all those things are awesome. And, and the Lord is, that's my number one. But my number one thing that I've learned is like coming down from that is that I want to leave a clean legacy. 
And that means that like, I did everything right. You look back in the net, the, like 30 years from now, uh, and you're like, wow, okay, for 30 years, he did everything clean. And he's still at the level that most people are going to respect. There were no like, I didn't bamboozle someone. I didn't do something dirty. Like I didn't cheat somebody. Like I always trusted the process and I kept it clean. So my success is that I kept a clean legacy that people can follow years from now and they admire and then they utilize it for their own lives and teach their kids. And I feel like every single day I have to do that. It's a day-by-day process, right? Like I got to make sure I'm doing the right thing every single day. So my success is I leave in a clean legacy that glorifies and exemplifies what I believe in and my faith and also what I believe as a person and not compromising that. So success for me is leaving a clean legacy that can be followed by others. I love that. That's beautiful. And you know what's interesting about that, Morgan, is that is the antithesis of the celebrity world. Right. right. Uh, you know, cheating, lying, stealing, bamboozling. I love that word. Uh, bamboozle. Yes. <laughs> it's, it, that is a part of that world, you know. And, and whether you're doing it or not, you're surrounded by it. So, and we all know that we are the sum of the five or however many people we spend the most time with. Right. So um, that's beautiful. I mean, I think that, that perfectly weaves into your focus, right? Showing these young people really that, you know, there's no excuses. You have to take responsibility. You know, although the, the one thing that can get in the way when that is an your version of success is living clean and making the right choices every time is what happens when Morgan makes the wrong choice. Right. So like, what is, what is your, you know, what is your redemption for yourself? How do you do that? I like to call it the shake the shame off. Yeah. Like what, you know, how do you, how do you do that? Right. Cause we're not perfect. Tough, tough conversations. Right. So <clears throat> if I do somebody wrong, um, I, pretty much tell them like what I did wrong, what I may have learned from it. And like, Hey, look, like the choice is up to you, whether or not you want to forgive me or not. Right. I think the toughest thing is that people want to do wrong and then they kind of like hide and they're like, I got to go away. I'm literally just like, Hey, look, I'll literally be like, Hey, look, I did this wrong for this three months. And I just want to let you guys know that this is what I did wrong. And I'm trying to do this now. So like, please support me as I try to do that. So I think that, yeah, there's probably some things that in the future I'll do wrong. And there has some things I've done wrong in the past. But I really say, like, look, this is what I did wrong. I thought this would work. It didn't work. Sorry. But, like, now I'm going in this direction, and I feel like this is more beneficial for my life. And that's the choice now is, like, is this person going to be like, you know what? Like, this person's really trying to do right. He's being transparent with me. Or you're just going to be like, I don't really believe you, and you're going to go on. But I think it's important to be like, hey, look, this is how I feel. This is where I'm at, and this is what I want to do for my life and continue on. So every time that I feel like, hey, look, like I'm not being real with someone or I feel like I've caused an issue, I will address the issue and be like, this is how I feel. This is a solution. I hope that this can you know, resolve the, the fault that I did. Um, yeah. Because if you're not transparent, you're not real, then, I mean, you're really just kind of be in a shadow of yourself. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you've read any of Brene Brown's stuff. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned a lot of dudes speaking into you. If I, if I might just for a moment suggest trying to find some, <laughs> some powerful women to speak into you too. Yeah. Uh, that's the interesting thing. You know, we're, we're kind of in the same space that we do motivational speaking, right? And that's uh, we obviously talk to and about different things. 
But when you're in that space, it's it's really important to get both sides. I know when I when I listen to like a Marie Forleo or Brene Brown or Oprah for for too long, you know, I realize, oh my gosh, I need a little testosterone. To, you know, I kind of need to balance yeah. it out. And so one of the things, the reason I bring Brene up is, you know, her her whole life has been around studying shame and studying vulnerability. And that's really what you're talking about is, you know, being able to kind of put some words and some really some knowledge and wisdom for the next generation about vulnerability and taking responsibility because we are such, we are such a hide society. When we fail at something, it, it's, it's considered a scarlet letter right. as opposed to celebrating like, whoops, I learned how to not do that yeah. or, or that, that element of, you know, going to your neighbor and saying, you know, please forgive me. I know I did wrong. And, and also being the neighbor that goes, you're forgiven. You know, it's like, you have to, you have to be able to do both sides. And so I think um, I would suggest, like I said, Brene, I'll send you a couple of links to some of the, the really great Ted talks and some other things like that to kind of get, you can get a feel for her. Because I'm like I said, I mentioned the the gents that you listen to are great. It's just it's a fun different perspective. So That's as we're, I loved it, as you can tell, I like to talk about failure because uh, <laughs> everybody likes to talk about success only. So let's kind of flip it to mistakes. I love learning from mistakes, and sure. so why don't we talk about like what have you recently gone through, or you know, you know, the last couple of years, let's say that you think, wow, the best lesson I learned was from that snafu. Um. A lot. I actually have a ton of failures, which is, I feel like, the biggest proponent of why I can create so many solutions and why I'm able to be who I am today is because I've done a lot of stuff that just straight up didn't work. <laughs> like, it's, just like, it's just like, oh, uh, like, that was horrible. And it's across the board. It's not just like, it's like literally life. Like, it's like, that was stupid, but it's all right. So I think the number one thing that I did that was wrong um, is that when I was trying to create a personal brand, I wasn't creating a personal brand. So what that means is that I literally was just like taking cool stuff that people would like and it'd be like, oh, cool. Like, you know, hustle, you know, and I wasn't like, like really hustling. Right. Or like, like go out and do this. And like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing stuff that like would basically create people to be like, oh yeah, that's awesome. But it's like, I wasn't really doing that. So yeah, it gets, it gets feedback, but that's not a long-term thing because eventually it's going to be like, yo, are you actually doing this? And like, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's problems. So I think the biggest thing is that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about stuff that I'm doing that I actually do so that when I actually talk about it, I'm actually passionate about it. Like okay. not something that I have to like write up a script or have like a beautiful thing. Like I don't have like notes like behind me and saying like, what do I need to say? Like, I don't even know what is going to, like in every single interview I've done for the past six months, like I don't look at the outline of questions. I just go in there and I'm like, I should be able to answer them because I'm confident in the subject matter that I'm going to be asked in. Like, right. I shouldn't need that. So I think that's the, the biggest thing that, that I've learned is that, like, understanding who you are as a person and providing material based on where you're at. Like, if I talk about, hey, look, I, you know, I'm going to tell you how to build a, a million-dollar business, I haven't done that. So, like, that's going to be silly. Like, you're going to be like, all right, dude, great. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's all these things that would be irrelevant. However, I can tell you about how I graduated college. I can tell you about how I'm working at a high growth startup and how to, you know, talk to 
different people in the organization. I can tell you how I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go work out. Like I can tell you those things because I do them and they're actionable. And like, you can text me at five and like, I'll text you back. So it's like these things that are actionable that I found that I wasn't doing. And now I actually see more validity in what I'm doing. So that that's one thing. I think another failure that I have is that I was too stubborn. So I think that, I mean, not anymore, but I used to be super stubborn and like very, not like openly arrogant, but like arrogant in a way to where it was like, yo, like, all right, I heard what you're saying, but I'm not going to listen to you. And I'm not going to take the advice. I'm not going to actually do it. So I had that problem because I just, because of the amount of things I've read and the amount of like insight that I thought I had, I feel like I don't need you. But I realized that that's not the case at all. I really do need people. So um, I think the biggest thing that I had to do was actually humble myself a ton to where like anything great that I do, I literally deflect it. Like if you say like, great job on this, I'm like, no, I'm not great. Like if oh. you're like, yep. I say you're awesome. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just ordinary. So to the point where like I literally deflect every single thing that you'll say, I will deflect you because I realize that I have to remain humble because I know if I take it over the top, it will be over the top. And my, I will subconsciously start acting that way. So that was one thing I had to do. I think another thing I had to do was just to like understand the, uh, the, the failures of starting something and the, the road bumps. And I think the failure of understanding that there's going to be rejection and roadblumps, I think that was something that I had to face as well. And that was just a failure in all sense, because it's like anything you start to do that's different, that's not what you've been comfortable with, you're going to fail in some way. And I don't like failing like openly. So I had to kind of get over that so I could learn those lessons. So I think those three main, there's a ton of other failures, but those three main failures are really what has helped me become the person I am today. Wow. Okay. See, there's so much there that we just we need to. There's a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> we need to like touch on some of that stuff. Okay. So one of my number one irritations is the word hustle. So let's talk about that for a quick second. Um, just because I think that uh, now I know you're a huge Gary Vee fan, and <laughs> and I used to be. I'm not an anti fan. I just I, I I don't subscribe to the hustle concept. Right. And part of that is because. I believe we were, were meant to prosper. I believe that God has a plan for us and it is not to miss out on life. Right. Just for wealth or just to reach a, a material goal. And, and I, I, I try to find my peace with the word because it's everywhere, right? Right. It's everywhere. It's <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, like I've done things like added happy hustle or even like the term side hustle. Like that's kind of fun because it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like everything that you're doing. It's, you know, passion project or mm -hmm. a CI like passion project much more than I like side hustle. Right. Uh, so I think that there's some beauty in, in when people realize that that isn't the word for them. Right. And that it's, you know, I, there's also this really weird trend kind of in that same space where, Everyone is just doubling down on swearing and F-bombs every five minutes. And it's like, if I can't watch something in front of my grandma or my niece, I'm not, why should I listen to it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like if a pregnant woman shouldn't eat something or, or if you shouldn't give that to your dog, like, okay. you know, I got to think twice about what it is that you're doing to your body. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that there, it's really good to actually be aware of what you're seeking and what you're sharing right. and who you're sharing. I, I actually right. had the, an experience like that where I shared a quote 
written by someone that turned out to be, I didn't know who the person it was that I had quoted, right? So that was just one of those like, little memes that you share on the internet. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, wow, I can't believe you shared his quote. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why she said that. And so I took a step back and I, I kind of researched who this dude was and I was like, oh, well, I can see why I should say that, you know, because he is basically like this big fat, you know, homophobic atheist that, you know, <laughs> while walking the planet, again, yeah. you know, not showing love and, and, and you know, caring towards other people. So yeah. um, I, I think that there's beauty in there. Uh, the second thing that I want to talk to talk to is you, your deflection. And I know you're in a season of deflection because you're kind of, it's almost like that, that season where you're kind of retraining yourself. Uh, but there are some really great uh, articles and books out there on accepting a praise, uh, accepting praise and really learning how to accept it and how to share your successes. I'm actually reading this book in my book club now called Feminist Fight Club. And, you know, don't groan because it's, you know, it's, <laughs> <Didn't groan. laughs> you know, most, most people are like, feminist, like, <laughs> um, yeah, feminist just means that, you know, men and women should be treated equal for equal things. Like mm -hmm. it's no big, it's not like, you know, burning bras or anything like that. But there's a section in there that talks about how women do exactly what you said. They deflect. Oh, I couldn't have done it without so-and-so or, you know, um, oh, it was no big deal or, you know, something, something around kind of pushing, pushing the glory off. And I think that that can also be a negative effect on your psyche and where you don't feel like you're basically telling the world, well, yeah, I don't think I'm good enough to get that praise. So when you're ready to come out of that flogging phase. <laughs> so it was a flogging phase? The flogging phase, that's what I call it. Like when you're trying to reset yourself, you know, when you're like, okay, yeah, I know I've been really, you know, really cocky in this area or, you know, you just kind of need to, to learn. And I totally get that. It's kind of like detoxing yourself, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some really cool techniques and how you can accept that phrase that can also not only lift your spirit and, you know, honor your maker and honor the hard work, but also honor the people that you're doing it for and with. So um, some cool techniques I'd love to share with you offline when you're ready. Okay, so let's kind of talk about, you know, you, you're young. Yeah. And in, you know, in kind of the motivational speaker circuit, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so this, I usually ask this question that's like, if you could talk to yourself 10 years ago, uh, but you'd be talking to your like eighth grade self. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I thought let's switch it up a little bit and talk about like what would you? What is your biggest piece of advice when you're talking to kids that are in high school? Like, what is that thing that you're just like every time you say it, it's like boom. You know that it's just going to resonate and it's going to seep in. Stop caring. Ooh, what does that mean? So what that means is not like go be an emo that does not does not know that's not what it means. What it means is that you need to stop caring about what other people are thinking about you, right? So um I had a really good conversation with this guy. I went to um a networking event. And I always try to go to at least two or three a month cuz I like meeting new people and staying connected. You just got to do that. Point simple. So I was breaking out with this guy and he was like, "Yeah, like, you know, I decided to be an artist and like all my other friends were sports people, but I, I just felt like this is 
this is what I need to do. And I was like, dude, I was like, that's awesome. Because like, I feel like every single person and I like went off here. Cause I was like, I'm in speech mode. And I was like, every single person like needs to do what you just did. And like, you don't know who I am, but like, I'm just pumped that you actually accepted who you were as a person. And you actually took action on like your gift that you actually have, because like you could go try to be a rapper, but you probably wouldn't make it, but you decided to be an artist. Um, that may seem lame now, I mean, back in the day, but now it's cool because like you get to do cool stuff. And I think a lot of people aren't like, they're caring about like, oh my gosh, my friend's a, a basketball player. So I got to go play basketball or like, oh my gosh, my friend's so Instagram famous. I need to understand and be Instagram famous. You don't really have to, like, if you are really good at making silly YouTube videos and everyone makes fun of you, you should continue to make those YouTube videos because it makes you happy. Right. Or it's like, you're really good at just, I don't know, some like playing the flute, like, and people are like, why are you playing the flute? And you just play it really well. Just keep playing the flute. Right. I mean, even back to, I mean, gamers now are getting an incremental amount of money as this industry grows. Like back in the day, like people used to make fun of you for playing games, but like, if you're good at playing games and like, that's what you love, then like, you should do that and don't let it make other people make fun of you. So that's something I learned down the line. Like, you know, I just don't really care if someone's like, Hey, like, I don't like what you did there. And I was like, okay, cool. But like, that's me. That's who I am. Like, I can't help that. I want to go post motivational stuff. Like some people don't get it. And they think that like, it's all hype, but like, that's, that's what I have to do. Like, that's what I enjoy. And I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So like, if I didn't do it, I would be, I'd be misusing everything I'm here for. So I think the biggest thing is to stop caring. Like people just care way too much about what other people are thinking about them. Like how someone's going to feel when they're doing this on their social media thing, or like what's someone saying behind their back. Look, I don't care. Like if you want to make fun of me, go ahead. Awesome. Hats off to you. But like, you have to go forth with all the, the courageous and all the motivation, all the positivity that you can with what you love because the people will find you and be like, yo, like you're good at this and like respect for like actually showcasing yourself or you're just going to be in a shadow always like wondering like, oh my gosh, are people going to like me? And you're never actually going to be liked because you actually never stood out for what you actually should be doing. That's so good. I feel like I should be shouting, preach it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so let's let's kind of talk about your kind of your peer community. Do you yeah. find that you are kind of an anomaly, or do you find that in say like you know the twenty one to twenty five year olds that you know that they're all kind of doing what you're doing, like stepping into what theirs is and not not caring so much, you know, what someone else thinks, or is it still prevalent that people are you know lost and not sure what to do like what do you see i'm i would say i'm one of the anomalies and there's a reason i say that because based on the stature that i'm in like it's completely different because most people that are my age yeah everyone's like hustling right like everyone's trying to do their thing but everyone's doing it for the wrong reasons and i can say that with confidence because most people that I see, I know what they're trying to do. And it's like disappointing because like long-term, like you're not going to be around in five years, 10 years, cause you're not doing things the right way. And that's hard for some people to swallow, but I just see it. And I, I know it's coming. Um, and for me, like, I feel like I'm an anomaly because I'm actually super focused on what I need to do. And I have a, and I know like five year, 10 years, exactly what I need to do. And I'm able to connect with people that, 
are not only millennials, but connecting people who are like 50, 60, 70 years old who have been in the game for a while and have kind of teaching me things and allowing me to kind of get where I need to go. So I feel like I'm different in that space that I'm actually able to have a conversation with, I would say, experienced people that most people would be afraid to have those conversations because they don't think that they're doing it. The biggest thing in our generation right now, why we're considered lazy, is the fact that there's a lot of talk of, I know everything more than anyone, but no one's taking action to prove that they actually know that. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that on a day in day out basis, I feel like I'm proving that um, to whoever I'm in contact with, because I, I know that I have a lot of talent, but I'm not just sitting around saying I'm so talented and someone should come find me. I'm actually out there every single day, like making it happen. And the thing is that I've noticed is that some people are like, yo, I'm here but they're not there, you know, because they don't have clarity in exactly how they are as a person, or they are just taking a script from someone else and basically carbon copying it and knowing that they got results. So they're going to get results, which eventually you're going to get found out because that's just, that's just the way the world works. Like if you're working under some type of like different type of, like you're going to get, you're going to get exposed. Right. So it's like, you've got to figure out like, okay, I'm going to use this here, but like, how am I going to make this me? And I, so I feel like the, the biggest anomalic thing that I have is that I, I genuinely just, I don't really care. And also like, I know who I am as a person and what I have to do every single day to, to build that brand and to build that self. So, you know, cause a lot of my friends, you know, are there's some people who are like super, super locked in and I'm like, great. Y'all are the, the anomalies. And then there's some people who are like, Hey, I want to get it. I want to get this money or I want to make it happen. But they're like doing the same things that aren't going to lead you anywhere. They're not doing personal development. They're not reaching out. They're not doing the work. They're not putting in the extra time on the weekends. They're waiting for the weekends. And those people, if you have that type of mindset, that you're not going to get anywhere. So I think that's kind of how I sum it up. Um, I try to be as real as I can with myself. Like everything that I say is like, that's how I feel. I don't try to curse for extra shock factor because I'm not that guy. Um, and I never will be that guy. And I'm not going to tell you something to get you to like, to like me. Because if you don't, then cool. So that's so good. I you know, just I remember like I'm the generation before you, so I'm an Xer. And they used to say Gen Gen X was slacker too. They used the word slacker for my generation. They didn't say lazy, yeah. but they said slacker, which is the same thing. Uh I think everyone who's in that the first kind of the first act of their life goes through the same things. And for some reason, at some point when you hit like 60, you forget what it was like when you were 20. Mm. It's so weird kind of being in this in the middle generation between you know the massive millennial group and the huge baby boomers. Mm. And to just watch the two kind of battle it out, you know, while we're just quietly over here, you know, running our businesses, doing our things, <laughs> Gen X, but like watching kind of this powerful struggle. Uh, you know, the extras trying to, or the, the millennials coming into their own, you know, and I think that you are a great light and an example that it is possible to do it when you're younger. You don't have to wait until you're 50 to discover who you are. And, and I love, I love the term waiting for the weekends. They wait for the weekend. That's, that's profound. You know, I, I know a lot of people who do that, who are so like the TGIF people, right? They're so thankful. Yeah. It's Friday. It's like, what's Friday? Like, I just don't get that. Like, what, 
you know, um, you know, partly is I'm a, a, an entrepreneur, so I own my own business, which means I'm I work sure. all you know as much as, <laughs> or as little as I want, and and yeah. I don't let the day of the week dictate it, you know. Um, but I think what you said was really, I think it's definitely going to help someone who's going to listen to the replay of this because I think there's so much, there's so much stress and there's so much pressure we put on ourselves that I think that you can see some some people know early and some people don't, and that if you do the work, if you define what that success means to you and what it looks like someone like you is actually saying, well, now I know who I want to talk to. Now I know how to spend my time. And it's, I think, part of the reason why people wait for the weekend or they're so thankful that it's Friday is because they're in the wrong, they're doing the wrong thing. Right. You know, they're chasing the wrong goal or they're in the wrong job or, you know, they're dating the wrong person and just life is messy and uncomfortable and not the good kind of messy or the good kind of uncomfortable. So uh, I'm really, really thankful that you brought that up for sure. So yeah. one of the uh, one of the, the last question I'm going to ask you before we kind of dig into the current cool stuff that you're doing mm -hmm. is the superpower question. I love oh, our yeah. like our earthly superpower, and you know some people you know focus it on what their purpose is. Some people get crazy like they're a toddler whisperer. Uh, what's what do you fancy to be your superpower here on this planet? intuition mm. um i'm able to it's weird i i don't sometimes i really don't like this but i'm actually able to like read somebody within like the first week that i meet them so i can tell what their agenda is what they're looking to do why they act the way they act i can tell based on that in the past what they may have gone through to actually make them that person and give them certain advice so that they can lead themselves in the right way to discover themselves now, I have no idea why I have this, but it just is what it is. And I'm able to do it. So, you know, I understand when things are like some things or something's bad's happening. I get the, I get a feeling and I'm like, hey, look, there needs to be a solution. Right. You know, there's been there's certain things that have happened. I'm like, hmm, you know, what? I need to like stop doing that. And I need to change to this. So from my outside perspective. Looking probably at my social media or looking at me as a person and how quickly I change things, it almost seemed that I'm insane, which. I actually may be, but however, this, <laughs> because I understand myself so well and I have such good intuition and like, I really feel like really aligned. I'm like very clear on what I do. Like I literally feel the feeling like, Hey, look, I need to go do this and I need to stop doing this. Now to some people, it's like, why don't you keep doing that? Like you're doing really well at that. It's like, no, I actually need to stop doing that because like bigger picture, like long term, I can't do that because that's going to put me in a hole. So like, Instead of being in a big giant hole, I basically create bridges that allow me to go to the, the, the locations that I need to go. Instead of just falling down into the water, drowning, hopefully someone saves me, and then restart. I, I look at my horizon. I'm like, I need to build a bridge here. I need to build a bridge here. Um, I need to help. I need to come back to this relationship and talk to this person. Or like, I need to not have this relationship right now. But in a year from now, I'll be able to have that relationship. So it's, it's, it's hard things to do because like, some of these things I don't want to do, like things I've probably done in the past six months, like I don't want to do them. However, I know my intuition is telling me, hey, look, I, I have to make this move or like I really have to go talk to this person or like I have to be, I have to be this person right now. Um, so I feel like that's 
really led me in the direction to bring a lot of, I guess, fruitfulness and success and a lot of just a lot of recognition and a lot of respect my way is because I understand my intuition and I listen to it. Because a lot of people have this, but they don't listen to it. And then they're like, well, I, I knew that was going to go wrong. Well, yeah, you got you have to listen to what <laughs> your instinct is telling you, because if you have it, I, like it's hard to explain it because like if you have it, like you're going to understand what to do. You're going to be like, yep, I need to do that. And you're not going to you're not going to double double guess yourself because I used to overthink and be like, well, what if this happens? And I'm like, if I feel it, do I'm going. So that's how I've been. Well, I, and I think that, you know, the, a word I would use to kind of sum that up is sacrifice. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, that's, that is, that's definitely something nobody wants to sacrifice. I mean, it just, the word, it doesn't, it doesn't sound fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are in a world that's, you know, about tickling our fancy and, and feeling good. And, you know, what do we desire and how do we get that? And, and it's, you know, it's, I, I'm so just blown away by your ability to kind of see past that already and, and I know that there's probably people in your world that are so irritated by it, right? I mean, because it's so irritating to see somebody, see a, a, a contemporary, you know, a peer, right. somebody who's your age that has got it so together. And, you know, I hope that they, that they instead of feeling offended by your, you know, your amazing connection to intuition, uh, I love to call it uh, vision and vision and, and clarity and chaos. Right. You know, it's because we do live in a very chaotic world, and when you have vision and you have clarity for yourself, it's so much easier to see it for other people. And you know, the still small voice inside of us that is telling us yes and no does exist in everyone. Like everyone has it, just some people's personal internal voice is so much louder <laughs> you know yeah, they, they don't yeah. want to listen to the good voice they want to listen to the party voice yeah and, exactly. <laughs> too much okay so let's talk about the word liberate and liberation and oh, gosh you know all of the goodness that, this is a word that honestly i hadn't heard for so long until we met yeah like, liberate i feel like wasn't it liberation nation or something that you were like Doing uh, stuff around that term or liberation. something or sensation. Sensation. Liberation sensation, yeah. Yes, that's yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell me what you're doing around the, the liberation move and liberating and liberate. Tell I us, think, fill us in. I don't even know. I, I'm gonna be real. I, I think it was like it's one of those things where I, I I catch a word and I say it a lot. So the word I'm saying a lot now is like elusive. And stuff like that. So I like I'll pick a word and be like super excited. Like I'm gonna use that word every single time in any type of way. And that's that's just how I am. And my friends like poke fun at me for that. But that's how I am. So I don't know. I, I was thinking of like removing negative thoughts because I was like I did that for myself. Like that's something I talk about because I'm good at it, right? So I was like I just came up with liberation. I was like that sounds cool, I guess. And then I just started hashtagging it. And then people were like, oh, it's the liberator. And I was like, what is going on? And then I just kind of wrote with it. And the people were like, oh, this guy talks about liberation. And then I kind of wrote with liberation. It's been my hashtag. So um, <laughs> the whole purpose of that is that um, it's a really, it's a concept that I don't know if you've seen this before, Deborah, but there's a picture and there's a guy, he's in a, he's in a jail cell, but he has the keys to, the, to get out but he's not opening the door. 
So basically in our life, we all have the key to get out of our negative pool of energy and out of the negative situation that we're in. Like we can put positive stuff in us to get out of there. However, we decide to complain and wallow around and walk around the cage instead of picking up the key to get out and find positive help and to put positive influences in our life. So that's what I thought of liberation because it's like the only way you can get out of that situation is if you liberate yourself from the negative thoughts you have to unlock your inner potential because it's not inside of that jail cell. It's outside of that jail cell. And once you get outside of that jail, jail cell, you're actually able to interact with your environment to find where you're supposed to be going and get that positive life for you because you're really just hurting yourself. So that's, that's really what, it's not even just my motivational speaking. Like it's my life. Like my life is like helping people understand that. Like from a 23 year old perspective and many more years to come, it's about showing people, Hey, look, like this is where I came from. I don't have a dad who's an entrepreneur. I don't have a mom who's an entrepreneur. I don't know anything about starting a business. I didn't know anything about all this stuff. Like I taught social media myself. I taught marketing myself. I taught myself how to speak. Like I taught myself how to network with other people. It wasn't like I wasn't down with all these skills. Like I may have the talent to absorb it faster than an average human being, which I feel like I have. However, I actually went out there and learned all that stuff. Like I'm just an average dude who's, who's super hungry, who wants to just freaking learn. And I had to liberate myself from negative thoughts and being like, like, oh, like you won't be able to understand anything because growing up, like I wasn't that, wasn't like a fantastic school person. And my brother's at Harvard and my brother graduated early from high school. Like, that's like, like basically an older brother. You're just like, I don't know if I like, should I even be in this family? Like, why am I not doing that? So I had to realize that, look, like I got to remove the negative thoughts that people are trying to throw at me. And I got to do my, I got to do me. Like, what, what am I good at? Right. So it's just getting out of that and just finding you so you can do the best light you can be. And I feel like because I did that, I feel like I have way more respect and I have just all around parents, friends, family are just like, you're not trying to like front, like this is who you are. Like, and, and if you try to say that that's not the case, then people would call you a liar. Like, I don't have to say that other people are gonna be like, no, you're a liar. Like we know this guy's work ethic. We know what he's done. So that's what liberation really means to me. It's like, it's not just a, a thing that's like remove your negative thoughts. It's like a lifestyle. It's like a continuous thing to always remove those negative thoughts. So you can actually be the person that you need to be. And it doesn't have to be like a multimillionaire. It's just like, to be the person that you're actually here, like, what is your purpose? I love it. So what are the, what's the liberation archives about? Right. So this is something I'm starting. Um, I want to start like a kind of a one day a week. It might be just two times a month uh, talking about what I dealt with middle school, high school and college and talking about what I would have done differently and like what I learned. So it's just talking about stuff in the past. I was like, yo, I did this. I should have done better. And just providing a knowledgeable tip because that's where all my stuff comes from. It's just like stuff that I did that was just dumb. And now I'm like, Hey, look, like this is the solution. So it's just taking it back. These are the archives that I have from my past that have provided solutions from my life right now and can provide you motivation. Cause it's like, where are you getting it from? No, it's just an archive of knowledge that I have that I have never really talked in depth about. Oh, that is, I can't wait. So do you know when you're going to kick that off? Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, the first video has been done okay. and now I'm editing it with my friend this weekend. So it should come out next week. 
and I'm going to launch it through Facebook and go through there. I haven't made much video content because I didn't want to disdain what the Liberation Archives is going to be because I, this is like, to me is, it's like my life and I want to really put it through um, my brand and who I am as a speaker to be like, this is what I stand by. So I, I kind of scaled back on videos for probably the past two months, probably um, three months, maybe. And people are like, Oh, where are you, Morgan? I'm like, I'm still here. I'm just making something better. So, you know, I took a time to scale back making something better um, because I, I really believe this is the platform that I want to build on um, for the time to come. That's so good. You know, I think it's, it's an important lesson for the people who are watching you as well that, you know, to be a creator of valuable content, you have to step back. You have to, I call it filling the soul tank, right? So you have to, right. you have to have those moments where you have introspection and reflection and you vision cast, you know, where, where do I want to take my audience? Hmm. And so I think that's really powerful when you step away from the camera and you step away from the blog, step away from the keyboard, you know, yeah. that you, you, put a lot of great content out there. It's not like you can't, you know, repurpose that and keep your stream full, but it's also very powerful and a great lesson for those people who are, you know, like, where are you to just say, you know, I'm in refill mode. Like there is some working on something amazing. And I always think it's so fascinating when you watch people and, and they kind of disappear a little bit. It's, you know, it's, like, Ooh, what's going on? And then all of a sudden they come back and they've got something great. Like right. those are the people I love to follow. And I know that, you know, from the list that you were sharing earlier, you love to follow those people too. I, that, that element of surprise and like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea they were working on that. How awesome is that? So, you know, I wish you great success. Of course, as soon as you launch that, let me know. I will share it with the fire community for sure. Definitely. So before we close out, is there any final last words you want to preach into the community? Anything that's just kind of buzzing around your head that you're like, oh, I got to get that out. I, I just I want to I think this needs to be touched on. I think it's not touched on enough. I think that people need to understand that, like, you have to and this is something that someone told me this has been told about a lot but this someone told me this a thought leader and it really drove my head and they're like like you want to control your your schedule you want to control your life you want all this stuff and he said that's awesome you're talented that's great but the biggest thing that he told me is that you have to love the game and i was like huh i was like that's interesting He was like well you know it makes sense like you gotta like love absolutely love it to where the point where it's like it doesn't matter what you get from it you love the game so much that you keep playing, right? And you keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, no matter what. And I think a lot of people love the results from the game, but they don't like being in the game. So I'm going to relate it back to sports because that's probably equatable to some people. Like basketball, like I loved basketball, but I absolutely hated conditioning. I literally tried to figure out ways to get, to get out of it, but I never could. Like my coach was just hardcore and he never, he never let me do it. However, I was okay with that because I loved playing basketball that much. Like any time I could touch the basketball and get in the game, I was jacked out of my mind, but conditioning was horrible, but I love the game so much. So let's come back to like entrepreneur land. Let's come back to business land. So like, I do not like waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Like I do not like doing that. I don't like going to the gym at six 30 in the morning. However, the only way I'm going to be productive is if I do that. So I'm healthy that long-term I can keep doing what I'm doing because if I'm unhealthy, then I can't do what I'm doing and I'm going to falter. Like, and if I don't get up early, I can't get work done 
early enough so that I can present it and I can do the things I need to do. So you see what I'm saying here is that like, I love the game so much that I'm willing to do things that I don't like, like editing videos. I hate that. I, I do it. Like clicking the record button and doing a video. I, I don't like that either. I wish someone could just click the record button for me, but I have to do that because I love the game that much of creating and creating a platform and creating a personal brand and putting myself out there to the level of, you know, I'll get to the level one day that I, you know, know I will get there. Um, it's just the game. Like I've realized that a lot of people don't love the game. They just love the results that other people are getting because they see cool entrepreneurs and they see people like doing cool stuff. Like that's, that may not be you, you know, you may not be that person and you got to realize that make the adjustments and actually find a game that you love. Like when you get up, you're like, I'm, I'm pumped. Like I'm ready to get back in. Um, just like it'd be a sports game. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I remember uh, one of the greatest tidbits that one of my old mentors gave to me was think of the the worst problem that you would hate to solve and think, can I live with solving that problem every day? Right. And it's the same concept. It's the, you know, what's the biggest issue in the industry you want to serve? And if you don't want to solve that problem every single day in some way, shape or form, you're in the wrong place. So I love that. I think that's awesome. So how does the Fire Up community get in touch with you, Morgan? What's the best way for them to find you? Awesome. So there's three platforms that I just love a lot right now. And you'll find me there. Very active. So number one is Instagram. I'm just, I've, Instagram is coming out with some cool stuff. I talked to some dude from Instagram and he like got me so fired up. So like I'm all in on Instagram right now. So you can find me there. Um, it's Morgan J. Ingram. Very simple to find. Um, and then the number two place, Facebook. Um, I post a lot of my motivational content on there. And that's where the Liberation Archives will be as well. So they'll be coming out very soon next week. Um, pretty sure around that timeline, it'll be out. So you'll be seeing a lot more videos from there and a lot more content. So be prepared for that on Facebook. Facebook's just Morgan J. Ingram. Super simple to find. And then also LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn right now because uh, of where I, cause of where I work. Um, it's a B2B. So like a lot of B2B people are on there. So I post content on there through, um, another kind of channel that I do. So that is just Morgan J Ingram again. So as you see, there's a pattern here. Morgan J Ingram is where you can find (laughs) me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Very simple. Um, that's, you can follow me and uh, connect with me and send me a message. Perfect. Yeah. Well, we'll be sure to drop it in the uh, description on YouTube and in the blog post on DebraTrapa.com for sure. So that everyone can get in touch with you. Right. And, you know, connect with your amazingness, your awesomeness. So thank you. Oh my gosh. A million times over Morgan for joining us. And I, like I said earlier in the show and I will repeat it now, you are going to change lives in, in just in this one little episode of the show. I know people are going to hear this and, and, you know, I think the, the clean living and the clean language is going to allow the, you know, parents in my community to share this with their kids which is something that is also very important to the mission of fire up chats that we want we want to be able to share what we're learning with our children as well why do they have to wait till they're our age right to hear this greatness so i i appreciate that i appreciate you keeping it clean on fire up for I, sure I keep it clean everywhere 
<laughs> yeah, that's so good. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing seeing just the, the fun and the fire that comes from us sharing this blog post out there. So to the fire community, the one thing I did not do that I always do at the beginning, but usually because we're both drinking wine, is <laughs> talking about the wine that's in my glass. And I know you, that's not your thing, but you know it is mine. So um, I, my community always loves to see what I'm drinking. This is Karen Birmingham. I think Ooh. you can kind of see it. So the coolest thing, I love talking about this group because it's called, um, you're an angel investor in small boutique winemakers. And Karen Birmingham is out of um, Washington, or excuse me, California. And she makes the coolest, interesting wines. This is a Petite Syrah. It's super on its own. It's great with the steak. Uh, and she's just fun to follow and fun to watch. So um, I'll drop that information into the blog post as well. Awesome. Um, water, I think, is what you were drinking earlier. So water and wine. Jesus would be proud. He turned yeah. water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> I always Definitely. say it's a, it was Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. It was. And it was inspired by his mother. So come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Women and wine from the very beginning. Yep. <laughs> It is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Alrighty, my friend. Well, thanks so much again for being on the show. And I look forward to touching base with you many times over the years as we journey this planet together. So awesome. take good care and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Definitely.